Do you like my little vocal fry there? Hello. Yeah, yeah. Fry. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It's going okay. All right. Once again, we are having a fabulous party. So, <laughs> do you know, well, some, do, do you know the reference? No. Oh, okay. What? Upstairs, we are having a fabulous party, but we've run out of wine. So, I'm forced to borrow a bottle of yours. Hey, welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. I am Marcus. It's Just Called Two Brothers is the name of the show, and I am James. All right, then. Let's, let's do one. In what, uh, about what a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> we started season two, uh-huh. and uh, so here we are. Right. <laughs> it's the second episode in. Mm-hmm. We've heard the uh, the rural report. <laughs> Seems like rain. Oh. There you go. All right, then. <laughs> it does seem <laughs> like it. It is it. No rain, just warm and windy. Yeah, just warm and windy. 10% chance on the forecast, but kind of seems like it might be raining. I see. Soon. Yeah. Well, I we, it rained on us here in the city, so uh-huh. uh, it's it's more than a ten percent chance. I'll I'll give you that. But I I like that. I like walking in the rain. It's cool. As long as you can stay warm, you're good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have a, a set of jackets that is is perfectly adequate. You can do the thing like that one woman who wanted to avoid baggage fees, and she dressed up in like five sets of clothing <laughs> right. to to fly in the plane, mm-hmm. <laughs> which isn't that excessive, to be honest. Five. Not too bad. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. What did um, <laughs> what was uh, Martin's number? Seventeen. I think it was seventeen. Yeah. It, well, insert clip of. Look, Lisa, I snatched five bathing suits. All Martin's. Take your best shot. I'm wearing seventeen layers. <laughs> I brought this on myself. <laughs> yeah. And then he got greedy. <laughs> so I was trying to remember this little cartoony voice. Yeah. You know, because I had a I had a birthday recently. Yeah. And I was thinking of this one thing that we had back then. It was uh, some guy saying, "It's my birthday." Oh, uh, yeah. What is that? Right. So that's a one of those Sesame Street um, cartoon cutscene cartoons. Bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like hand, obviously hand drawn, but uh, uh-huh. very very fine line sort of animation. And it was the, what was it? I think it was candle or cake. Or they were doing the letter C or something. Or silent mm-hmm. E, maybe? Could be silent oh, E. Maybe. e yeah. One of those things. And um, at the end, there's a big, short, fat character who sort of w- walks out <laughs> mm-hmm. with a, a birthday cake, if you like, with a lot of candles on it. Right, and the narrator who's been doing the the thing, who's been talking to you the whole time, says, "Why, Clarence? It isn't <laughs> even my birthday." And Clarence says, "I know, it's oh, yeah. my boy day." And then he <laughs> eats the cake, candles, and all, still all lit one bite. in one bite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, it just popped up in my head. I got my cake from the store. Mm-hmm from the bakery and yeah. the ch- the checker's name was also James. Oh. So when when the the cake, you know, came up to it, to the register uh, from the conveyor belt, he picked it up and he, he looked at it. And then he showed the checker uh, in the next aisle and she goes, "Hey, I don't know it was your birthday." <laughs> and he said, yeah, "Me neither." <laughs> Cuz it says it said happy birthday James on it, you know. Right. So then that immediately popped into my head 
It's my boy day. Sure. And I hadn't thought of that for who knows how long, you know, <laughs> decades. Yeah. To, to say, you know, at least. <laughs> so, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's weird what's hidden away in the dusty recesses of our brains. Mm-hmm. Very, very weird. <laughs> I'm sure you can find that on um, YouTube somewhere. It's got to be yeah, a, probably a lot of those cartoons are on there. So it might be you, ha- you might have to find it if they've got a lot of details in the wiki, mm-hmm. Sesame Street wiki. If you could find that in a script or something, and then get the episode. Right. Oh, that's I don't not, think you can search YouTube for that. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I think it was on. I bet it was on multiple shows, but um, you might be able to track it down that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, the other one I remember is, uh, you know, this bone tastes a lot like. Uh, the letter I. <laughs> That's another one. And uh, the alligators, uh, seven sons, which is oh, yeah. It sounds yeah. like a Jack Sheldon. Jack Sheldon. Okay. It's it's sort of. I don't think it's him, but it's a similar mm-hmm. similar voice. Yeah, there were there were a lot of Hepcats uh, doing music <laughs> yeah. for Sesame Street back then. Yeah, they just tapped into them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney Disney had a monopoly on Phil Harris, so <laughs> they, just, they just variously grabbed the, the hip songwriters <laughs> yeah. to to do these little things in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had they had a Joe Raposo who who was a genius. It was great to have such a variety of animators and songwriters and actors and such just you know, working on Sesame street. So, yeah. uh, and Jim Henson, you know, wanted to be, I guess it was, um, an experimental filmmaker all along. So it wasn't, it wasn't just the puppet thing. He, part of the repertoire of Sesame street were these little experimental films that Jim developed, mm-hmm. you know, and they weren't necessarily for children, but, um, you know, just for everyone. And some of the stuff that he made was specifically for adults, not necessarily, you know, because it was dirty, <laughs> right? but like a lot of things, you know, thematically, it's not relevant to kids necessarily. Yeah. Like plenty of literature is like that too. Like it's not that it's uh filthy porno. It's, no, that it's, rated it's e complicated adult say. emotions that, that don't uh, have any, you don't have the same meaning for kids. Because mm-hmm. the experience, experience is different, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, he he always had, you know, other ambitions in mind beyond the Muppets, and just incorporated them into whatever he did, whether it was music or film or, you know, puppetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing human being. I, I highly recommend everyone read his uh, biography, sure. if you yeah. if you get the chance. Yeah. All so right. well, okay. let's go into my uh, music share. Okay. What is it? It's called Fiesta <laughs> de los Toros. Right on. By Brian Balmages. Which is. Um, bull party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the bullfight told from the bull's point of view. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's for a concert band, <clears throat> medium advanced in the, uh, well, <laughs> in the listing of great, great Sophisticated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little derivative, you know, of, um, some of the other types of concert band pieces. It reminds me of La Fiesta by, uh, Chick Corea. Uh-huh. Especially the the Maynard Ferguson version, not because of the high trumpet playing, although there is some in this right. one, but uh, or I should say, wildly high trumpet playing. <laughs> but I think he he takes it somewhat from that. And right. It was kind of a string of similar sort of fiesta type tunes mm-hmm. back in the day, like around nineteen eh, eighty, late seventies, early eighties. There, right. Uh, and I seem to recall we played 
One or two? Um, we played something called, uh, what did we play? Well, we played Combo Burrito. Combo Burrito was a composition by our, one of our band directors. Right. That was, again, in that same sort of sort of mm-hmm. uh, style. It's a take uh, on, yeah, that sort of Latin-influenced mm-hmm. right. uh, style. Right. Yeah. So those were always fun. And I was introduced to, speaking of La Fiesta, yeah, insert short clip of, <laughs> of a little Wild Man Ferguson. But before I heard his version, I heard the uh, Blue Devils drum chord version. Okay. From, uh, 1984. Right. And this version is what? Well, this version of Fiesta de los Toros is just a, a, a more recent piece of music uh-huh. by Brian Balmages. Oh, I see. That just reminded me of those other ones that, uh, I get it. that uh, struck me as right. super cool back in my mm-hmm. youth. Right, right. So this is a fun piece. It is fun. It's a rather rousing concert offering, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was looking at the score um, on, the, on the YouTube version from the publisher. They have the score on there that turns the pages for you. It's very nice. Nice. So it's mostly in three four, but then it uh, throws in a lot of fives, five four and four mm-hmm. four, a couple of six four bars in there. It's uh, interesting. just interesting to to see it. Right. Uh, you don't quite notice it when you're listening. Hmm. Once in a while, it extends a couple of measures. It sounds like this.
Excellent. Well done. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. I uh, I listened to it several times today, particularly the ending. Mm-hmm. Listened to it all the way through a couple times, but then I had to replay the ending a few times. Like, yeah, yeah. cool, nice little pretend conducting in my. Of course, room. yeah, you gotta <laughs> gotta skinner it up. <laughs> Wait, what do I mean, pretend conducting? I'm a conductor. <laughs> well, I mean, a little air conducting. Air conducting, no. yeah. No, no, it's always in the air. Let's see. <laughs> Wait a minute. Conducting to no one. <laughs> than last time. Bart! <laughs> Welcome! Can I offer you a diet caffeine-free Dr. Pepper or an individual fruit cocktail cup? Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> Solo conducting. Solo conducting. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, before before I get back to our fabulous party, let, uh, let me do my music share. So I've been a fan. Here's another one. Like, I was a fan of this person years ago. Um, <laughs> but it really was. In the 2000s, I went looking for stuff that was outside um, even the electronica things. I listened to a lot of I was listening to a lot of electronic dance music uh-huh. around the turn of the century. That sounds weird to say. <laughs> All the way back then. But I also got interested in lo-fi, um, and this is lo-fi is um, sort of uh, often it's home recording. It's people who, uh, before bedroom recording became very well produced because the equipment got cheap mm-hmm. uh, to do a, a excellent. You know, you could record an album with a beautiful sound in your bedroom, which is what Billie Eilish did with her brother. You know, they mm-hmm. basically did all that at home. People would just use you know cheap four track cassette recorders and the quality was dismal but the music was often so so different so singular to the people writing it you know they didn't have a chance really at getting into the mainstream because their their stuff was so weird mm-hmm. and uh often beautiful but you know it was hard to know where to fit it and there was a guy named Bill Callahan who recorded as Smog and um, did a number of albums and EPs under that sort of pseudonym or moniker. When you, and, was that uh, smog like in Los Angeles? Right. Okay. Yes. Hmm. And so I became a fan of that. And part of it was um, I had a bit of a hoarder mentality at the time to collect things electronically. <laughs> and there was a bunch of things, you know, of his to slurp up. Yeah. So it was kind of enticing for that, but it turned out to be, um, really good music at the same time. Hmm. And, uh, he, he has only gotten better as a songwriter. Um, since then, in my opinion, just, you know, continually going uh, deeper and, uh, getting really clever with his lyrics. Right. So there's, uh, not not symbolism, but meaningful turns of phrase. He's gotten extremely right. good at. Yeah. So this this uh, this particular tune is off his newest album, and it's called "The Ballad of the Hulk." Oh, sugar. Well, I'm just talking about the old days. Brown. song will be moving along 
out of this vein. It's called the Ballad of the Hulk. I used to share a tailor with David Bruce Banner. That's the Hulk. Traveling jackets and traveling bags, future rags. And shoes good for walking highways. Never quite far enough away to see how good and easy it could be. If I just got angry, but I never got angry. Maybe I should have. I could have cleared some things away in those old Bill Bixby days. So there you go. There's a bit of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of his stuff is is kind of languid like this. It's okay. uh, slow moving, very quiet. <laughs> He's got a very deep voice, obviously, which again, you know, isn't well suited to mainstream pop or anything but it is you know in a tom waits way so unique to him that he sort of works it into his compositions like he's carrying on a conversation no it's like he's doing the concert specifically for you in the room right so yes it's just you and him. you're like you're next to him in yeah. the living room you know he's yeah, in a yeah. chair with the guitar and right. singing to you yeah it's very intimate and it's mm-hmm. always felt like that it's to me, it has always felt like a one-on-one conversation with Bill Callahan, mm-hmm. and um, he he is uh, he's conversational, but but uh, maybe confessional. You know, there's a lot of autobiographical stuff, and it's hard to it's hard to decipher, but some of it is very um, <laughs> very personal. Hmm. You know, like this song is about him sort of recognizing that he's suppressed his anger at times when he really needed to become angry. Uh Right. So he, he views it as a problem like the Hulk, you know, used to share Taylor with David Bruce Banner, Mm -hmm. but also, but, but maybe it's not a problem, right? Maybe um, sometimes you need to get angry and it's important to, to let it out that way. I just would be happier if a lot more people knew it. And he's, he's got a little more attention because um, he's Austin based. So they, you know, they appreciate the outsider right. in a way that other cities might not. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the South by Southwest Festival is there. So. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine he gets some gigs there. I think so. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Um, but he's got, a, he's got a, you know, sincere and dedicated fan base that uh, will probably sustain him for a while, like any, <laughs> like any long-time singer-songwriter of right. his caliber. Yeah, very interesting. The video is just a guy uh, <laughs> stepping up. And then <laughs> that's down again. I, said you. I guess that's official. I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. I, don't know. I, it's a, it's I think a... it might be him, but I'm not not positive. <laughs> it is just stepping up on a cow that's laying on the ground and then stepping back down 
in yeah, a loop. The, the dead <laughs> running backwards and then forwards. That's very strange. It is. <laughs> Nothing to do with sure. the song, but hey. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that just adds to the, uh, uh, what do they call it, like avant-garde folk? <laughs> yes. Yes, avant-garde folk is an excellent way to describe Bill Callahan. <laughs> so. um, and this album is big. It's like 20 tracks or something. Wow. Um, the songs are fairly short, but, um, you know, it's it's often cool to be a fan of somebody who is constantly working on music, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody who's not like, I enjoy really heavily produced music, but, uh, it's hard to wait several years between things. <laughs> well, and, and often and I just wish people would just would get the stuff out there mm-hmm. and yeah, we, that's what he does. So, yeah. yeah. It, and also this one, if you, if you like his music, it's good because, uh, you feel like you're, you're getting the concert right there. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, see. yeah. The the live shows that if you watch live stuff with him on YouTube, it's not much different than mm-hmm. <laughs> than stuff on the record. Yeah, yeah. cool. It's all I got. Yeah, right. Well, if you'd like um, to send us your, oh wait, are we done? Oh no, no. no I was just going to go watch some horror movies and play a little murder mystery game that we invented. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. Okay. If you want to send us your concert videos. <laughs> <laughs> you can send it to bros at it's just called two brothers. If you use oh there you go. If you use Twitter for some reason, you can tweet at us at ijc2b, mm-hmm. and you blog at marcusharwell.com. I do indeed every day. All right. Yeah. Well, well that, was, that was a lot of rigmarole to get to the <laughs> to get to the finish yeah. line. Garage, garage band is a, a, a wondrous thing, but <laughs> well, you know, worry about the vagaries of its. Uh, intricacies but the settings are spread out some settings yeah. for some things are in weird places across the visual right. surface yeah. and I, it's hard to track them down every time like i need to set I, this I, thing for that and that thing for the other and they don't i don't know it doesn't persist for some reason and i want it to i haven't found that setting if that exists mm-hmm. i don't like that the default to eight